Coming up in today's episode, we look at Miller's Law for today's magical number. Never heard of it? No worries. All will be revealed. Now, if you're a bit like me, you'll love the idea of using psychology in sales. Not this heavy theoretical academic stuff, but simple ways to subtly influence and persuade. So today we look into some practical words and phrases that you can try right now to help you convert more sales. And the super fast sales hack. Well, you remember the game show, The Price is Right? Well, let's get your pricing right. Running a successful business isn't about being clever. It's about making good decisions to improve your important numbers. Matthew Day's been helping business owners like you get better numbers with advice, systems, and data since 2004. If you want magical numbers, listen to Matthew. If you want them faster, visit matthewday.com forward slash faster. Here's Matthew. Miller's Law tells us that the magical number is seven, plus or minus two. Published back in 1956, George A. Miller wrote a snappily titled paper called The Magical Number Seven, Plus or Minus Two, Some Limits on Our Capacity of Processing Information. Very snappy. But without going through the whole paper, essentially what Miller is telling us is that our brains can typically recall about seven items when we're given a list to recall. So often you see in marketing material for books, papers, ebooks, and that kind of thing, seven reasons to do X or seven steps to Y or seven incredible ways to achieve Z. Well, there's a reason why. We use the number seven because we're drawn to this number because it represents enough information to be worthwhile, but not too much that we feel overwhelmed by it. So when you're preparing documents, lists, ideas, presentations, consider not overloading the reader with a massive amount of information. Try chunking it down into blocks of about seven plus or minus two, so that's between five and nine, to make it easier for the reader to digest. If you want to find out some more information, go and Google Miller's Law and you can read all about it. Let's dig now into the weird and wonderful world of psychology in sales. Now, I've got five top tips here. That's seven minus two to keep this really simple. Now, some of these tips um, have been shared with me from some great speakers that I've seen and some books that I've read as part of my own personal continuous sales development. I'm pretty sure that a couple of them from the uh, the rather awesomely successful Phil Jones, but uh, I can't remember where they've all come from. So if you're listening to this and this is one of your phrases, then uh, I do apologize and please let me know and I'm happy to credit you. So let's kick off with a personal favourite of mine, and this is but. We're going to kick off with but. Goodness, you couldn't write this stuff, could you? So but is extremely powerful. It's one of those uh, amazing words that makes us forget everything that's been said before it. So we need to be really careful to make sure our positive statements are after the word but in any sentence. So let's consider this product is perfect for you, but the box is damaged. 
What does the listener go away with? They go away with the idea that the box is damaged. But if you spin it around and instead of saying this product is perfect for you, but the box is damaged, you say the box is damaged, but this product is perfect for you. It's much more powerful, much more positive. The listener goes away with a positive statement. And it works in general life too. You know, I'd like to give you a lift, but I might be a bit late. Spin that around to I might be a bit late, but I'll give you a lift. Makes the person listening remember the positive action that you're doing. You look amazing in that dress, but it's a bit tight. It is worse than it's a bit tight, but you look amazing in that dress. I'd love to go to the game, but I've got no money. Spin that around to I've got no money, but I'd love to go to the game. Spinning the but around, you can make a negative sentence sound much more positive. Now, you should be especially careful when you're trying to progress someone through your sales process if you use the word but. And if you do use the word but, ensure that you put the positive element of the sentence at the end after the but, not the negative, because it's the words after but that people are going to remember. Okay, so we've covered but. Let's move on to our next phrase, and that is, would it be okay if? It's almost impossible for someone to say no if you ask a reasonable request that's prefixed with, would it be okay if? Because you're asking permission, which everybody loves, and it's our natural instinct to say yes when asked for that permission. And if the answer's no, you've almost certainly sown the seed for a positive outcome. So would it be okay if we book in a call tomorrow at 11 o'clock to discuss our private client program? Would it be okay if I send across a proposal for you to review? Would it be okay if we met up to discuss this further? Would it be okay is a permission-driven introduction to an action that you would like somebody to perform. And it encourages the person that you're talking to to say yes. So try out, would it be okay if, when you're asking a question, and see if you get a better outcome. Third up in the list is in my experience. In my experience, companies who buy this product achieve a 15% increase in sales. In my experience, if you don't take this service, you'll see a 10% decline in effectiveness. In my experience, is all about sharing your personal experience with others to give them insights that they might not have had before. In my Salesforce implementation business, CRM Superstars, we use this all the time because our experience in implementations means that we know precisely what can and will go wrong. And highlighting these during the sales process helps build confidence and authority. So share your experiences by prefixing a sentence with, in my experience, and share information that you know is going to be helpful in a non-threatening way. Tip number four is you might want to. And this allows you to guide people to an outcome that they're after by suggesting a possibility that they can then choose to take. So you might want to consider buying this version of the product because it seems more suited to your needs. 
You might want to think about how your partner will feel after you've sent them these wonderful flowers. You might want to consider becoming a private client if you need one-to-one assistance in building a powerful marketing and sales operation. You might want to is all about giving a soft and easy way of giving the customer a possibility and a choice. You're not forcing it upon them. You're just opening up the possibility, opening up their minds to considering what you are proposing. Next up is just out of curiosity. And just out of curiosity is an unblocker. So if you're stuck in a sales process and not able to move it forward, you can use just out of curiosity as a non-aggressive way to find a route out. So just out of curiosity, if we were able to offer you an additional 5% discount, would that help you make a decision this month? Just out of curiosity, if we arranged an on-site demonstration with one of our senior engineers, would that help your technical team get on board with our proposal? Just out of curiosity, what is the thing that's holding up a decision? Just out of curiosity makes it super easy to ask a potentially difficult question in a non-threatening way. Just out of curiosity, why haven't you been in touch with me yet? So there's five very quick, simple, psychological tips that can help you move your sales conversion forward and unblock your sales process. We started with our spinning butt, spinning the sentence around so that the really positive element is at the end of the sentence after the butt, because people will remember what you say after but and forget what you said before it. Would it be okay if makes it difficult for somebody to say no to a reasonable request that you ask. In my experience, allows you to offer your experience to give them insights that they might not have had before. You might want to guide people to an outcome by giving them a possibility that they can choose, but you've guided them towards the outcome that you're after. And just out of curiosity is an unblocker that you can use if you're stuck in the sales process and not able to find a way forward. So hope those five tips will help you with your sales conversion. And do let me know if you try any of them out and they work for you. The super fast sales hack today is to review your pricing. Pricing is a challenge for most businesses. Are you priced too high or too low? What can your market tolerate? What are your competitors doing? For years... We've always sold above market rates and have been very successful in doing so. In my opinion, you shouldn't always price yourself exactly alongside your competitors unless you offer absolutely nothing over and above the buying experience of your competitors. Because the buying experience itself should factor into your pricing, even if you're selling on a marketplace. So if you've got a product uh, on Amazon, for example, with a thousand five star reviews, do you think you might be able to charge more for that product than exactly the same product sold by a competitor with no five star reviews? In fact, a load of one star reviews. I'm sure you could price your product higher and still achieve the same number of sales because you can price incorporating the risk. 
Even in these commodity sales, you can charge for the experience because people will pay for the experience and people will pay a little bit more for reducing the risk. If we think about experiences and people who perhaps go to the theatre or the concert or even the zoo, things like that, physically they have nothing more before they had the experience than they have after the experience. Yet they pay for the experience itself. And you can charge for the experience that you give to your customers, even if they're buying physical products. So if you've got a high quality online shop uh, and you offer awesome customer service and you know that you deliver above the levels of your competitors, don't be afraid to include that in your pricing. And now is a really good time to be considering that because most people expect prices to change around the end of the year, the beginning of the new year. So why not perform a review now of your pricing? When did you last raise your prices and start the new year with the opportunity to increase your average order value and your profit margins by having slightly higher prices? How do you do it? Well, if you've got an existing customer base, then I suggest you make sure that you communicate to those existing customers before you put the prices up so that they're not shocked when they come to place their next order uh, about a product that may have gone up. And if you're online, you can always keep tweaking your pricing up until you see order levels drop, then pull back those prices down slightly from that peak until you hit a sweet spot. But don't be afraid to have a play with your prices and to put them up and see if you can use that to increase your average order value and increase your profits. So some final takeaways of today's podcast. Miller's Law says that the magical number is 7 plus or minus 2. So consider using numbers between 5 and 9 in your marketing presentations, in your offers, uh, in your proposals, in any area where you want a reader or a listener to recall the list of items that you're giving them. We've got our five psychological sales tips. Spinning the butt around in a sentence to make sure that you end on a positive, not a negative. Starting a sentence with, would it be okay if? Because it's very difficult for somebody to say no if you make a reasonable request after that. If you use In My Experience, you're able to share personal insights that the reader or listener might not have otherwise known. You might want to can help guide the listener or reader towards the outcome that you're after and with a possibility that they can choose. And just out of curiosity, if you're blocked in the sales process, prefix a potentially difficult question with just out of curiosity and use it to soften the message. We also looked in the super fast sales hack, reviewing your pricing and taking the opportunity with the new year to increase your prices to boost your average order value for 2019. Next time, I'm going to share a little about how CRM systems can help you track your numbers, your business and more besides. And I'll be sharing some insights of mine taken from my time helping businesses implement Salesforce CRM. So thanks for listening and look forward to catching up with you on the next podcast. If you want magical numbers, listen to Matthew. If you want them faster, visit matthewday.com forward slash faster.